What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Hawks Under Hardwood, part of the Track Star Sports Network. This is your host, Jay Jock. So today, we're going to talk about another possible player that the Hawks might take at the number three pick on the upcoming draft. But first, before we do that, I want to just tell y'all a little bit about a great app for all of you podcast listeners. The app is called the Podcast Republic app, and it's available for your Android devices. So you can search for the podcast you want to listen to, select them as favorites, and have them just to click away. So make sure you download this app right away. Again, it's called the Podcast Republic app, available for your Android devices. So go do that. But first, let's get into this episode. All right. So today I want to talk about Jaron Jackson Jr. So Jaron Jackson Jr. is the other guy that we're really looking at at the number three pick in the draft. Um, The other person that we're really looking at is who I talked about last week, and that's Marvin Bagley. Um, I'm going to compare Jaron Jr. a little bit to Marvin Bagley today. Not too much. The main focus is still going to be Jaron Jr. But let's let's get into this real quick. So Jaron Jackson Jr., he's a 6'10", 240-pound big man with a 7'4 wingspan. So that's pretty good. He's not extremely tall. It's not like he's a seven-footer, but he, he's definitely tall enough to play, especially in today's NBA. He's a great three-point shooter for a big man, which is a huge plus. Um, however, even though he's a great spot-up shooter and a great three-point shooter, he's not as offensively skilled, it seems, as Marvin Bagley. The thing is, is Marvin Bagley, he's lacking in defense. Jaron Jackson, he shines in both defense and offense. So even though he doesn't dominate offensively quite like Bagley, the fact that he is great at defense and he has defensive instincts is something to really pay attention to. Um, Jaron Jr., he does actually have a little bit of a weird-looking shot. He's also known to be a little soft, maybe a little passive sometimes, and he also needs to improve his handles. But to me... Improving his handles. He's only 18 years old. Okay, so he's very young. He's going to have to have a lot of um, player development. He's going to have to work on his game some. So we're drafting a lot on potential, um, especially if we get Jaron Jr. The thing is, is since we're focused so much with our coaching staff and our culture with the Atlanta Hawks now on player development, I don't mind taking a risk on Jaron Jackson Jr., his shooting mechanics can be something that can be um, improved on, and I think that should happen. I mean, he's only 18, like I said. His handles also, same thing. If he needs to improve his handles, I think that's something that um, the coaching staff can work on. So I don't have too much a problem with that. Now, my main issue with Jaron Jr. is the fact that we haven't seen too much of him. So he only played about 22 minutes a game. Now, it's true when he was on the floor, he did show great promise. But to me, this is very reminiscent of 2005. So in 2005, we had the second pick in the draft. and There were three main prospects that year. And everything in Hawks world was buzzing over who would we pick. There was two surefire picks, Chris Paul and Darren Williams. And then there was a high prospect who was touted as a possible not only franchise type player, but like a superstar, a possible superstar. And that player was Marvin Williams. Now, of course, we took the risk 
and we did get Marvin Williams because we never had Chris Paul, Darren Williams, and we were, Marvin Williams was the guy we went with. We have regretted that ever since. Now, I'm not saying that Marvin and Jaron Jackson Jr. are similar players as in their play style. Of course, Jackson Jr. is a defensive big man. He's suited perfectly for the current NBA. He's a three-point shooting big man. Marvin Williams was a quick, small forward. Um, he was a six-man who was doing a little bit of everything when he played for the Tar Heels. He won the NCAA championship. He was... Um, easy score he had great intangibles um a lot of high high um potential for marvin williams that you also see in jaron jackson jr however they were very much different types of players so i'm not comparing their playing style i am saying that they're that their situations the same I'm also, I don't want to say that Marvin Williams ended up just a straight sorry player, okay? He's a serviceable starter. He's someone that I think you would be happy to get in like a top 10 or 15th pick. Um, even higher possibly if it was a weak draft. The thing is, is this, this draft was not weak. CP3 and Darren Williams were both tied, um, touted as like franchise shifting talents possibly. They were both, everyone knew they were going to be great point guards. Marvin was someone seen with a higher upside because of what he did do when he actually did play. He, like I said, was possibly going to be a superstar according to everybody that were doing the, um, the, um, the, the draft, mock drafts and whatnot. The problem was is that we didn't see enough of Marvin Williams' playing when he played in college to get a great handle on certain weaknesses even certain strengths maybe because we he only played 22 minutes a game it was possible he could be fool's gold and in a way he was he was actually i mean he's not a sorry player but compared to what he was supposed to be yeah he was he was fool's gold i'm sorry um, I'm going to compare Marvin real quick and Jaron Jr. just a little bit further, okay? So Jaron Jackson's stats. He played 22 minutes a game, got 11 points per game and 6 rebounds, shot 40% at the 3 and 59% at 2 point. Marvin Williams at college, and listen, he also played 22 minutes a game. He also scored 11 points per game. So that's the same. He also got six rebounds per game. He shot 43% at the three points. So just slightly a little bit better than Jaron um, Jaren Jr. And then he shot 52% from two-point range. So a little bit less. The percentages are not very substantial, but pretty much everything is very identical. They're very statistically identical. And they play the same amount of minutes. So it's just kind of nerve-wracking as a Hawks fan to see the same situation possibly being played out. Um, of course, these are just stats. And stats don't talk about intangibles and whatnot. The thing is, is Marvin Williams, when he played um, for North Carolina in all of the draft reports, his intangibles seemed more impressive than Jaron Jr.'s did actually so for that I'm not 
quite as high on Jaron Jackson Jr. as a lot of people. And that's really just because of the emotional toll of 2005 and the, the situation that seems to be very similar. But on the other hand, of course, and not counting the emotional, okay, this reminds me of 2005, you have to be logical. And thinking logically, you have to remember that Marvin and Jackson Jr. are not the same player at all. And Jaron Jr. has so much upside, you really cannot be upset if he gets picked. And honestly, you can not not be excited about him. I mean, you have to be excited about getting him at the third pick because he's still a great player. I mean, he's perfectly suited for today's NBA. He's a great spot-up shooter. He can he's very quick. He he has good post moves and his defensive instincts are seem to be way above um, Marvin Bagley. And the thing is is you can coach defense, and that's something that's really good. That our um, Pierce, um, our new head coach, is a defensive specialist, which is why I like Bagley coming on to the Hawks because he's lacking. He's so great in offense, but he's lacking in defense. So I think Pierce can help him. Um, talking about Marvin Bagley, grow in his defense, and he'll be more rounded, and he'll be a great number three. But some certain things in defense can't be coached, and that's instinct. Jaron Jr. doesn't need those instincts to really be coached. They just need to be cultivated because Jaron Jackson Jr. seems to have all of those defensive instincts already built into his game, into who he is as a player. And that's something that Marvin Bagley doesn't have. And because of that, if we do get Jaron Jackson Jr. over Marvin Bagley, I'm not going to be upset at all. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be optimistic. But still... I'm just a little bit more comfortable with Bagley. His offense seems to overshadow and kind of make up for the fact that his defense seems to be lacking. The thing is, is both of them are freshmen. We don't really, we can get a good picture, but not quite as much. And that's the thing. Most everybody that goes into the NBA nowadays are freshmen. So it is what it is. But Jackson only playing 20 minutes a game. I'm going to say, let's go for Bagley. I'm also going to say, I could totally 100% change my mind <laughs> between now and draft time. Because they are pretty close. And I like them both. Well, if any of y'all listening have anything that you want to chime in and say about the current um, draft picks. Um, Jaron Jr., um, Bagley, any anybody else really. Please hit me up on social media. Um, I I go by the handle I am Jjock. That's Jjock spelled J A E J O C. That's on Twitter and Instagram. Hit me up and we can talk sports. But that's it for today. This is the Hawks on the Hardwood podcast. I'm your host Jjock, and hope to hear from y'all soon. All right, bye.